We've been working very hard and uh, on sermon audio things, and we have a lot of concerns about the future. There's a lot of challenges ahead of us, just technical challenges, and it is something that I think about pretty regularly. I think about the sustainability of this. We feel a tremendous sense of responsibility for the the storehouse of sermons that we now have on the site. We have almost 2 million sermons. We've been around for 20 years, 20 plus years, and we service a lot of churches, and they depend on our service. And so we we have this growing sense of, okay, this is a responsibility now that we have to protect these sermons, to preserve them for for another generation perhaps, and um, and we see all of what's going on with big tech, and we understand that um, the world is no friend of grace. And so uh, the Lord has been opening a door uh, with uh, Bob Jones University. I made reference to this before, but we'll see. It's not been completely opened yet. It's still in conversation where we've been meeting with them a number of times to find a way where we can move our operation onto the campus of Bob Jones. Now, why is this important? Um, Number one, it will help us to uh, be close to the student body there. They have a computer science program. I am actually a graduate of their computer science program uh, 30-plus years ago. And so what it will do is it will give us access to young people who have uh, skills in this area. So that will allow us to... Um, to possibly get the help that we need. More manpower is always something that we are in need of. Uh, There's so much to do, there's just never enough um, help. And we have about 10 people on our staff right now. Some are part-time, some are full-time. But um, we we could use a lot more help. And I think that having young people who who are studying the field and who are also eager to to try anything and to and to uh, you know get their hands dirty in in a field that that they're studying, I think this would be the perfect environment for them. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there's also an aspect where we have this strong desire, increasingly, to be a positive influence on this up and coming generation. I see these young people who study computer science and they have it in their heads. Okay, they're gonna just go out there and get a job a high-paying tech job, and uh, that's their lives. Uh, they don't really give a whole lot of consideration to what they can do with this skill for the kingdom um, at all, I don't think, or at least uh, a great number of them that I've talked with. And I think that's a shame because um, there's so much of the world that is dependent now on technology, and these young people have so much promise ahead of them that there's there's so much life and energy and and zeal that they have and they're just going to give that over essentially to uh, this these tech companies that will just use it for nefarious ends you know to advance their own agendas and I, I, you know that's fine if they there's a sense where that's there is a there is your vocation there and if that's where you want to go I'm not going to stop you but Surely there should be some consideration given to inspiring young people to uh, to look a little bit higher beyond just the paycheck, how this will impact millions of people or how this will 
further the gospel or expand the kingdom. And if there is nobody speaking into their lives, if there, I mean, the school itself is a Christian college, so obviously they have that. But I'm talking about, in, in particular, these technical young people that um, that often people in the tech world have such a sharp divide between um, their uh, you know things that are religious, perhaps, and technology. I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with God, really. Well. That's not true. Um, the Lord is Lord of it all, and I believe very strongly that uh, a Christian belongs in the tech world and u- needs to use his gifts in that field. So I would like to have the privilege of coming alongside in some way, in some way, these young people, whether it's having regular meetings with them, having them sit in on our developer meetings and see how we conduct ourselves, see how we we. we we rotate everything that we do around the Lord um, and just give them um, a flavor of of what is possible. So there is that as well. Uh, there's, a, there's a verse in Chronicles. Uh, I'd have to look it up now, but it's when Uzziah, the godly king Uzziah, was ruling the kingdom. And you had, you had great men like Isaiah and other prophets who, around contemporary at that time, I mean, it must have been, the way I see it, like the golden age for Israel. And uh, it says, there's a verse in there that says uh, there were uh, cunning men that were raised up and that they invented these machines of war that sat on top of the walls to shoot great uh, great stones and arrows and all this. Basically, you had men of genius that were inspired during the reign of Uzziah and under the preaching ministry of Isaiah to use their gifts for the kingdom. And it became this this glorious um, time in Israel's history. And I, I believe the same could be true in this generation. There are young people that are very gifted, God-given gifts, and they should be inspired to use those gifts for the kingdom. Um, but then, of course, the third thing about going to Bob Jones is that uh, we want to be able to have on campus a secure sort of a data center, a secure physical data center where the hardware is is located. Um, it will act as, I don't know if any of you know what the Doomsday Vault is in Norway. There's something called the Doomsday Vault. It's just this thing that that the world has uh, developed. It's it's just this big cement vault that was built into the side of a mountain way up there in Norway. And uh, its purpose is to house all of the world's seeds. So it has all the world's seeds. And the thought there is that in the case of uh, a global catastrophe and everything is uh, you know basically gone, we at least have the seeds of the world here. We could regrow things, Okay. Um, so that's the world's thinking, but we're we're hoping to develop kind of a a, a vault of our own where we want to house the seeds, the good seed of the Word of God. We want to have a place where the the sermons can be within arm's reach. That's that's the thought. We want to have physical access to the sermons so that no matter what they do out there, at least we can safeguard the sermons. Um, so we're we're talking with the school, and we're just asking the Lord to continue to guide our footsteps. It's a big endeavor for us. This is taking me far out of my comfort zone, um, 
and our own team as well. But I believe the Lord is in it. And if we have to be uncomfortable about some things in order to um, have an influence on young people, okay. By the way, I do also want to introduce the young people to this prayer time. Uh, if there's a possibility of moving myself out of my location here, I'm in my home, and moving it on campus so that it's accessible to the students there, uh, maybe you'll see me one day there with some young people around me. That would be nice. Um, so that's that's also another thought there. But um, the thing that I also wanted to mention to you is that at the end of this year, obviously I mentioned it a couple of times in the email, at the end of this year we're having another conference. It's called the Foundations Conference. And um, we, we do this from time to time. And uh, what we have sought to do is to bring uh, preachers that we know from different circles, actually, together in one place. And this is a little bit of a, I'm not going to say an experiment, that sounds bad, but it's not quite that way. But what it is, is Psalm 133, I like to say. Psalm 133 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Um, It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down the beard, etc., as the dew of Hermon, as the dew that descended upon the mountains, etc. For the Lord there commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. And you know, we're praying a lot for the Lord to pour out His Spirit upon us. We're praying for revival. We're praying for an awakening. I believe a, a, a very significant feature of that is unity. Now, it's not uniformity, but it's unity. And there are boundaries to that, by the way. Um, you have uh, people who claim themselves to be Christian that we cannot unite with. Okay, uh, let's be clear on that. We're not we're not talking about some some wildly broad ecumenism. We're talking about those who name the name of Christ. We believe them. We can honestly say that is a brother. Now we could never maybe serve in the same church together because of some conviction changes or differences, but. But we have to admit that is a brother. And so that's the idea behind this conference is to bring together some of these brethren that we know are our brothers in Christ for sure and have them uh, brought in a setting where they could show respect for one another, number one, and perhaps a degree of friendship for one another. And perhaps the Lord will be pleased to open up for us a special blessing in an environment like that. And that's a little bit of what we're trying to do here with this prayer call, too, as as many of you noted. This is a prayer meeting like uh, a little bit unusual because it's outside of the boundaries of a denomination. And so, yes, there's risk involved with that. I'm willing to take the risk. And if there's if there's things that happen, then we have to step in, right? We have to step in. But um, I think that the the potential blessing is there to be had. 